Ethereum and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Eric Schwartzel, uh, CEO and founder of IQID.com. Eric, how are you doing? Hey, Rich. Great to be here today. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, so I uh, looked on your website. looks like you guys have um, ID, non-anonymity, privacy solutions. Uh, but can you describe what IQID does? Yeah, most certainly. Um, I guess I should probably step back and say a little bit about how it was formed, and then I can talk about the product itself. Uh, but I used to sell a lot of products online, mainly like you know using, and my primary you know, platform at that time was Craigslist. So one of the problems that I always had was you know getting together with the buyers and, and then also trying to figure out the payment. You know, if I was going to be walking into somebody's house with like a pocket full of money, the last thing I wanted to do was get robbed. <laughs> and then the other, <laughs> yeah. And then the other problem was, you know, if I was selling something on Craigslist, I would be getting all these emails, you know, from people saying, hey, you know, let's pretend I was selling my Apple Watch. And they'd be like, hey, you know, I know you're asking $300 for it, but, you know, would you take $5? And just kind of the time right. and the effort that I had to go, go through to kind of parse through all that information, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Um, so... I was always trying to figure out, like, okay, what's the best way of trying to put together buyers and sellers, and how do I create trust? And then once you have that trust, how do I do a digital payment? And uh, I kind of, like, looked online, and there was really nothing else out there in the marketplace, so I kind of decided to build something. Um, I kind of shelved it. It was kind of like an idea that I had about two years ago. And I kind of shelved it because um, kind of one of those things, like, I didn't even know where to start. Um, and since I live in New York, I go to a lot of concerts. And, again, I was having this problem of, like, you know, buying a ticket from a scalper, you know, in front of Madison Square Garden. And, you know, these scalpers, man, I tell you, they've gotten really, really sophisticated where they'll actually, uh, you know, because there's a lot of digital tickets out there where you have to print a ticket. And so what these scalpers have done, I mean, you got to admit, they're brilliant. Basically, what they do is they copy the ticket, uh, you know, the whole with the QR code or the barcode from, like, a real phone. What they do is they change the seat on it. So you know, the ticket, the, the barcode is actually for a seat that's up in the rafters, but everything <laughs> else is front. So when you go to the guy, you know, because I used to, you know, buy the ticket, and then I would scan it, you know, get the guy at the uh, at the entrance, he would scan it, they, you know, legitimate ticket. And so I was thinking I was getting front row tickets, but instead I was sitting up in the rafter, and I gave this guy, you know, two, three hundred bucks. And then by the time, you you know, you filter all the way down to the front row, and then you find out somebody's in your seat, and then, you know, your date's really mad at you. <laughs> so anyway, well, yeah, he's long gone. <laughs> 
So I was like, you know what? I think I said a few swear words, and I was like, I'm going to come up with a product um, that verifies both parties' information and that you do a payment, and the payment is digital. So that's kind of how IQID was born. So what it is is kind of like a digital verified, I call it a business card because that's kind of like the closest thing that's out there. So it's a, a digital business card that enables commerce between two people and like what we call online to offline transactions, which are like Craigslist or even better, Facebook marketplaces. And what we do is we verify your information. So we verify your government ID. We verify all your social networks. Uh, so for instance, like Facebook and LinkedIn, but there's like the digital business card aspect. And then we also verify that you have a PayPal account. And then we create it. It's within an iPhone and an Android application. And it outputs a HTML5 kind of website, mini uh, miniature website, that you can then share with other people. And when people go click on it, so you send them a link to your digital business card that's hosted on IQID. And then they'll see that you have a trust score and how many different verifications. And you can also have a digital payment request in there. And that's all done through PayPal. What do people do that don't have PayPal or limited social media? Are there alternate ways to verify them? So this is, um, I think the future is going to be kind of a way for the physical going into the digital. And so what I mean by that is uh, eventually we're all going to have digital IDs, and whether it's a passport or a driver's license or what have you, but it's all going digital. It's just inevitable. Uh, but, yeah, if you don't have a social network like a LinkedIn account or a Facebook account or eBay account or even PayPal, uh, your score is going to show uh, a lower number than if you do. We call it an IQID trust score. And I think um, the people that are doing, you know, online transactions, they're going to have a LinkedIn account or a Facebook account or an eBay account. If you don't have that, this isn't for you. This is for somebody that's typically younger in age, uh, is active on the Internet, and uh, understands, get the pros of having a digital ID that you can share with other people. Well, at least it's an either or. You don't have to have all those accounts, right? You just have to have some. That, yeah, that's correct, yeah. So you have the option of uh, implementing, and we're all using their uh, API, so we don't actually see your username or password or anything like that. Uh, so we're using all the APIs from LinkedIn, Facebook, eBay, and PayPal. Um, and then when we use the, uh, the government ID, what we're doing is we're extracting the information that's off that, so we don't actually validate the government ID. Um, and then... Uh, uh, yeah, and then you come what up about, with that trust score. Mm -hmm. What about for those uh, scalpers that now find out about this and try to, you know, game the system, make up fake profiles and, uh, you know, have a bunch of fake accounts? What would you do to counteract that stuff? Yeah, so we definitely took that in consideration. Uh, so we've been in beta for about eh, six to seven months or so, and we've tried to game the system. Uh, what we take into consideration when we put together your trust score is how many LinkedIn connections you have, how many Facebook friends you have, uh, what's your eBay rating, um, and also uh, do you have an active PayPal account. And what's great about PayPal is uh, still, uh, if you want to extract the funds out of that, you actually have to have a real bank account. So, um, so it's nice. So pretty much all these other uh, companies, these other platforms are doing the validations. And you're right, it may be, you know, you might be able to fake, you know, whatever, 100 Facebook friends, but it's difficult to fake your eBay rating and Facebook friends and your LinkedIn connection uh, and PayPal. Uh, that part kind of, it's hard to do. What about um, number of transactions you do? Do you build up a trust score in as you do transactions to people? Um, yeah, so we haven't taken it down that route. Uh, but the next thing that we've done, so now that we've kind of created your trust score, the next cool thing that I think we've done is we've done uh, geofence sexual keyword matching. So what that means is I think the world probably in the next two or three years, you're going to be broadcasting all sorts of information. And whether it's uh, your ID, your interest, I think it's all going to be kind of supplemented on like these new platforms like augmented reality. 
functionality and so forth. Um, so what IQID has done is we built in, uh, I call it contextual keyword matching. And what it is is you put in uh, your interest. Uh, so say it's like coffee or say it's like uh, 63 Corvette or say it's healthcare. Um, and then what we do is uh, we put context associated with that hashtag, that keyword. Uh, so either buy, sell, or uh, you want to talk about it. And then you can uh, broadcast how far you want those keywords to be broadcast from your uh, device. Uh, so you can pick 300 feet uh, up to 3 miles, and it's based on your GPS location on your phone. Um, and so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build in uh, uh, after, I guess, uh, communication between parties that want to match up. So think of it as you have like a giant loudspeaker, and you're always saying, you know, the things that you're interested in. You know, maybe it's, uh, you know, you're interested in the best cupcake in the area. And then the merchant that's close by, they're broadcasting that, hey, you know, we all, we have cupcakes. But you didn't know that that store actually sold the cupcake. And eventually, I think we're all going to have not just, you know, 5, 10, 15 keywords. We're literally going to have, you know, hundreds of keywords that are associated with us on our interest level. And then all the stores are going to be broadcasting all the different product views that they have. And I think physical retailers are going to have to do stuff like this because it's very difficult for them to compete against with uh, e-commerce, specifically uh, Amazon that has all these SKUs. And, you know, literally you can get it delivered to your house in two hours. So these physical locations need to be broadcasting what kind of inventory they have, and people need to be broadcasting what they actually want to purchase. That's kind of like the bigger picture. And then again, since IQID is a trusted identity, uh, my goal is to kind of have these two parties, you know, match up really quickly. So think of it as kind of like a, a Craigslist, but it's all new products, and the, the merchant, the local stores are, broadcasting what they have in inventory and you're broadcasting things that you're interested in buying. Kind of a debut. <laughs> so okay. Okay. local level. It's you're localizing yeah. it. Oh yeah. I mean like I said, I live in New York and so I'm in the Chelsea area and um, you know the biggest problem with a retail here in New York is rents are super, super expensive. Um, and a lot of these mom and pop shops, you know, they're really getting pushed out of business because people are purchasing things through uh, online commerce. And I'm I'm the first one to do it myself. So I mean I'm definitely guilty of it. But we all need to be cognizant of the repercussions of purchasing uh, online from stores that aren't in your neighborhood because you're literally taking money out of your neighborhood. Um, so local retailers, they're going to have to come up with uh, different ways of uh, showing what products they have as you walk by that store. And I think IQID is kind of like the next generation uh, platform for a lot of these uh, local retailers. If you're going to have people interacting with merchants, though, how will your trust score figure in? Will that be important? Will merchants offer discounts to people with higher trust scores to help drive them to use your platform? I mean, how will they interact? Yeah. No, I mean, it's a great question. So, for instance, like, say you're interested in, you know, since I'm hungry right now, it's kind of like around my lunch time. We'll talk about cupcakes because <laughs> I'm always in search of the... Bad lunch, my, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, my body might not look it, but um, I'm definitely addicted to cupcakes, at least good ones. Um, but say I'm broadcasting, say, cupcakes, and uh, I'm looking for that, uh, you know, retailer that's selling, you know, cupcakes and so forth. If that merchant knows that I'm actually a real person and I have a high trust score, you're right. They'll, they're more inclined to give me a discount because they can automatically take the payment from me. So right now we're using uh, PayPal as a, like a digital wallet, but we're looking at building in other types of wallet into the system so that you can automatically make a payment. And then you don't actually even need to, you know, go to a cashier. Uh, you know, it can be, you can show a QR code, you know, scan it uh, so that when you walk in, you know, your product or whatever you're purchasing is already ready for you. And it's based on your trusted IQID uh, name. So, you know, you just say, hey, this is my IQID trust score, or sorry, my IQID uh, ID, and 
uh, they say, yeah, here it is. And then you, know, you just pick it up and the payment automatically happens. So, and again, it's all digital. Okay. So you don't have to give them, you know, hard dollars. Will IQID help me to get other accounts online? You know, once I have um, a few of them and I have a trust score, will it help me to get other accounts that may be harder to get for some reason? I don't know. You know. Uh, like, what do you mean by other accounts? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're always looking at other accounts. I mean, my main goal for uh, Q4 and 2018 is start to work up uh, relationships with banks. So large banks that have a large, you know, have an audience, uh, and they're trying to encourage transactions between people in that audience. And, you know, it's a great application for community banks. Uh, they're always trying to figure out ways to encourage uh, commerce and transactions between people in that community. And, uh, you know, IQID is a great way of doing that because we can do ACH payment. We already have PayPal built in, but we can, you know, easily build in other types of payments. But that payment system can be an ACH transfer within that community bank. Any other thoughts on, um, you know, when someone has an IQ ID, will they not need to have, you know, I don't know, a traditional bank account? You know, what if they're unbanked? Um, any other things that will, how will this help people that maybe um, don't live in the you know, the cookie cutter way that some other people live? No, about that? I, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, um, you know, I, I think around the world, um, trust is a big problem. Uh, and trust is kind of, I guess, like the underpinnings of commerce and the way that, you know, humanity kind of does things. A lot of it's, you know, word of mouth, and then you're tr you're trusting the person that you know, and when they recommend somebody, you're more inclined to actually do that transaction. Uh, so I think this will hopefully uh, expedite that and hopefully help, you know, some of the people that might not have, uh, I guess, the wherewithal to actually have a physical ID uh, or even, you know, a large bank account to create that trust. Uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of hoping that, you know, this will help the unbanked and for them to kind of build commerce between two people. Big proponent of, you know, giving back to the community and hopefully, uh, you know, IQID can help enable that. Are you going to have any interaction with, um, you know, any of the blockchains, you know, either as a payment rail like uh, Bitcoin for payments or uh, just memorializing yep. the data on a, on a given blockchain as well? Yeah, so, yeah, that's the next step. Um, so I'm currently uh, evaluating different incubators. So I got an offer from one incubator, and uh, I got to decide within the next week or so whether I want to go on board. But it starts in October and it goes through February. So that's kind of like the next big thing for IQID. I think I'm going to, because right now it's kind of like a part-time passion project, and uh, I think I'm going to jump in with both feet and, uh, you know, see where the uh, journey takes me. Uh, but, yeah, to answer your question, uh, blockchain is going to be a big, big, big um, uh, component of IQID going forward. First thing is on the general ledger, meaning that the ledger system or an IQID identity can be built in there so that anybody can access it outside of, you know, you having the iPhone or the Android application. And then the second thing is payments. So whether that is a common currency, you know, like ACH transfer or, you know, MasterCard or PayPal, or if it's using some other form of currency like Bitcoin or Ether or what have you. Um, we're still kind of figuring that part out, but I think eventually you will have some sort of uh, digital wallet that will probably have some other forms of currency in there. Uh, and it, maybe it's not even Bitcoin or, you know, some other cryptocurrency. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's something that you know you trade. Yet you buy a car from somebody, but you're trading them with you know time or some sort of work uh, in return. Um, yeah. So who knows? 
I think uh, the future is really, really interesting as far as the yeah. concept of commerce and also like the sharing so, economy. Um, you know, yeah, like um, this could help with Airbnb. This could help with yeah. um, apps where you can, you know, rent out your car when you're not using it, or if you're going to pick up like a smart car or something like that. Oh yeah, but even like even the problems that uh, Uber and Lyft had in Austin, Texas, where they wanted to make sure that the driver, uh, you know, passed the background check. This is a mm-hmm. digital background check, and you know, you can immediately find out, you know, who the person is and whether they have a trust score. Um, you know, we don't have the fingerprints, or you know, and we didn't do a criminal background check. But that's all easy stuff that I can add in, uh, you know, via API. So um, interesting. Yeah, you know, imagine you know picking up, you know, getting a ride, and maybe it's not even using you know an Uber or a Lyft middleman platform. Maybe you're just broadcasting. Uh, you know, I need a cab, um, and then people are okay, like, hey, gotcha. you know, I'm actually going that way. Let's, let, you know, here's my trust score. You know, jump on in. All right. So last uh, last question or so. Um, sure. So what's on your roadmap? Where are you at now with the development and users? Yeah. How about the yeah. next six months and year? Where is, yeah, where is no, things headed? Yeah, so um, it's an interesting question because I'm at a, a fork in the road right now. Um, it's been kind of like a side project, so I haven't really been focusing on users and focusing more on the concept and making sure that I could actually put together a proof of concept so that it works. <laughs> so uh, I got it all working uh, about six, seven months ago. Uh, everything was working. The keyword matching, the ingestion of uh, your ID, all your social network, the algorithm behind the trust score. We had an, uh, an iOS and an Android version. And then I kind of put it on the back burner. But now I'm starting to get uh, third-party interest again. Um, so I applied to a couple incubators, got accepted by one. I'm waiting to hear back from the other two. Uh, so I think I'm going to uh, go forward and uh, you know work on this full-time and kind of see where it goes. So um, I think oh, you're going to see it. Yeah, I think what you're going to see is a different version of IQID of uh, January, February of 2018. And um, yeah, my goal is to, at that point in time then to really launch it to the, uh, into the public and kind of get some feedback and kind of see where it's at. I'm hoping also at that point in time to uh, announce a banking partnership where I can take advantage of their community and their users. Uh, and then it can either be you know a private labeled product, so, you know Bank X powered by IQID, uh, but or it could be you know maybe even Craig. I'd love to partner up with a Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace uh, where, you know, the, the person is verified so that it helps uh, create a faster and more efficient transaction. Makes sense. All right. Well, how can uh, interested parties reach you to find more about your initiative and maybe work with you in some capacity? Yeah, cool. Yeah, I appreciate it, Rich. Um, yeah, Eric. So it's just E-R-I-C at IQID.com. And, uh, yeah, they can just send me an email, give me some info, and I'd uh, love to work with them. Okay, very good. Well, Eric, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, this has been awesome. Really appreciate your time, Rich. And uh, looking forward to uh, communicating with your audience. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review to discover more future technologies 
that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. 